Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic book cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, James Skyler Hutzma, and special gracious guest, Isaiah Evans. Whoa, newbie. Welcome. What's up, you guys? Go read some blue text. Sure. Super Movie uh, Superhero Podcast is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or terrible selfie uh, sequences, <laughs> SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. Time has come when their powers are transferred and I ascend to God's state. The machines complete Deathstroke. I want the Titans. Can you do it? What have you done with the Titans? I'm here to take you to them. Take heart, sinner. You are about to become part of the greater good. We're going to show you the greater good. Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. And yes, there will be spoilers. All right. <clears throat> Welcome, Mr. Isaiah Evans, to the uh, his first virgin podcast on or virgin performance mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all had ours, you know, trust me. Uh, if we will recall mine and Skyler's from two years gone by, uh, we don't, we, everybody's, yeah, everybody's first is bad. Trust me. <laughs> we never remember it fondly. Uh, it's, we have constantly, constantly, at least I have ripped on that first episode, <laughs> torn it to shreds. Anyway. Uh, what? I've never heard of this. <laughs> so, um, Isaiah, tell us about your nerddom and what interests you into the podcastdom of SMSP. Sure. No, thank you, problem, uh, Michael and um, S- James. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Great A right there in that one, right? That's <laughs> my... Uh, it's my cheat for people who can't remember it. Yeah. Um, my f- interest is basically like a lot of pop culture stuff like Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, involving comic books of DC, some of Marvel, some of Valiant just recently actually, and uh, video games and cartoons and what to like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
what got me into what we're currently talking about right now on this podcast is how I first got introduced to Teen Titans. Um, when I first got introduced to them, it was back in like 2003 or 04 when they first had their uh, airing Cartoon Network show of ooh, Teen Titans, basically. Oh, yeah. Which has been really old school right now, I believe, compared to like other newer stuff right now. But <laughs> Teen Titans <laughs> Go? Uh, no, 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 no. I would say compared to new stuff right now, it's kind of like missing the ball for sure, unless it's direct to DVD, I would say for the most part. As far as like. What else I enjoy uh, is specifically how I'm able to talk with people like you, yourself, Michael, and men, and meeting new people like James as well, as well too, um, just for the like of just going somewhere randomly like a Barnes and Nobles or a bookstore, like Double Play, and just talking to a random stranger about how much, you know, oh, I like this cover right here because this guy is writing for or someone's drawn for this cover, you know? Sure. I mean, you know? So, yeah, it's... It's all growing, but I'm very new to it because I've been to it like a year and a half or so and I'm still learning a lot, of, a lot of new stuff. Yeah, so Isaiah and I met at the uh, comic book club that we frequent at the Double Play store where we shop for all of our wonderful comics here in Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, and, and I always put out the line for anyone to listen to the show at the and you know they I pester them about it because <laughs> they're the comic book group and I'm mm-hmm. like, listen to my things, mm-hmm. love me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> And I said, actually listened to the show, and he's like, can I be on it? And I went, yeah, yeah, let me schedule that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's serious. The motherfucker's real. <laughs> Here we are a month and a half later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No rush, though, but um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, finally, uh, I'm here, but I was just trying to say, well, now this is my second attempt, uh, not for Michael's podcast, but like within a week of doing uh, another person's podcast I did uh, yesterday. So that was pretty fun. I'm now coming slightly less of a new, but still learning, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, it is literally... I- yeah, just be casual. Yeah. Just talk. Just talk. Who the fuck cares? Exactly. All right. First opinions. Let's uh, turn it to Skyler. Me? Oh, goodness. Okay, so Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. I know it's based on uh, famous uh, Teen Titans storylines uh, that I haven't read. But I do remember seeing a version of it in the aforementioned animated show from 2003, I think it was. Sure. Uh, Which I thought was quite well done in that version. And in this version, eh, it's it's just, it's just kind of there. It's, I mean, there are good, there are good parts of it. I like a lot of the Titans personalities. And I think the thing that makes the film, you know, watchable in all is just the saltiest death stroke I have ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> he is, he's such a dick <laughs> such a dick yeah yeah and he like watching him was great um is but it, the whole story itself kind of fell flat i feel like the uh the twist we were meant to see coming was like even if i hadn't known the general outline it's like oh my god this oh my this bratty teenage girl is a turncoat what it's oh my god never gosh. a twist Shush, no, shush, shush. Even even in the comic book, it wasn't a twist. Like, you knew long before. Like, there were so many deep hints, and her main purpose was to be the traitor. So it's hard to write around that. <laughs> and by the way, which one mentioned that the character you guys are talking about is Tara. Yeah, Tara. Yeah. yeah. We are we are under yeah. the assumption that people watch the movie before they <laughs> yeah. before they listen to the show because we drop spoilers. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, everybody. Yes, but not yeah. Really. But, um, as we, yeah, as we said in the beginning. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just it, it was just a tough movie to get into. I felt like it was a good surface explanation of that whole story, but as far as 
like being something special. Uh, it's it's just another one of the ones from DC Animated lately that I feel like it's just kind of there. So, Popcorn Michael. Oh, uh, what was the last DC Animated movie to come out? Justice League Dark. Yep. Okay, so I'd say it's just as good as Justice League Dark. Um, you've got a wonderful variety of cast of characters, uh, minus the fact that they have to put Damian Wayne in every fucking thing. I don't, Fuck that kid. I just don't, I'm just not a fan of Damian Wayne. So, I mean, I'm sure he's a great character to some, but for me, I'm like, I could use, you know, about 80% less. I mean, you can make a son of Batman movie. Great. Good job. It's like, how do we get Batman into these DC animated universe movies that don't have Batman in them. How can we get more Batman? Add Batman. <laughs> like yeah. You could just add Batman to Teen Titans Judas contract. Nobody would have noticed. Seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, I really, really enjoyed um, the, uh, the high integration of mature themes into this movie that I was completely not expecting. Now, I was expecting the over-the-top brutality, um, that DC is just trying to shoehorn into their animated movies nowadays. Um, and there are certain and points... live ones. Yeah, and there are certain points where that brutality is like, whoa, seriously? Did we need to see him get shot three times in the chest? Like, did that serve a purpose? Um, and there's other times where, like, the 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 brutality and the violence adds drama. Like, when you see Tara's flashbacks, and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, this girl's got some problems Mm. that nobody's talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, she has got some shit deep in there. Um, And some of the fact that they they replace certain characters in order to use characters from previous DC animated films and to drive that continuity forward, which is okay-ish. And, you know... A lot of times it leads to certain side characters getting sidelined, like Raven. They just mention things like, hey, there's probably going to be a Trigon movie coming up. Like, that's, that's exactly how they say that um, how they, when they talk to Raven. Um, but when you see, like, Blue Beetle, wow. I did not expect to feel so much for the Blue Beetle character in this film. Because he is not in the book. And his entire progression with his family dynamic is a little too real (laughs) of just um, like feeling abandoned, but like parents that still love him, but need to love him from a distance because he's a weapon now. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you got such few moments of that. But for me, that really hit home. I'm just like, maybe we could have a movie about that (laughs) because I was really digging that. Uh, and then we, what we do is we subtract um, that terrible selfie montage, and we oh, subtract uh, <laughs> how seriously they took Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I, I, I that... could not handle that shit. <laughs> oh, I was like, like, I was watching this, and as soon as they mentioned it, I'm like, Skyler's gonna have a field day, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm I was a, like, no, I'm a fan, but I know you are not. <laughs> Fuck no, just. It was bad enough to mention him. <laughs> Bringing him in in the end was the moment where it's like, how have I not turned this off? This is 
terrible. He's the conclusion. Fuck everything. He's the resolution wrap up. And I was like, this is too rich. This is too good. <laughs> because because you knew 90 miles away, I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. I knew. All right. Popcorn Isaiah. All right. So um, I actually kind of, I really agree with a lot of what just Michael just said, actually, um, how Blue Beetle, if I'm going to tell you, Family struggles with him having these abilities from a uh, a, a an alien like bug on his back yeah. of his spine. You can relate. Yeah, yeah, right. I got dreads. <laughs> uh, that's very long, right? No. Um. Another thing too was like in the beginning of the movie, like you get introduced to the teen dynamic, like already established somewhat with a young Beast Boy having different costume, uh, a young Bumblebee. That's only been like viewed and seen only on Young Justice back in the day. Shout out to that as well too, which is you know a Teen Titans somewhat you know interpretation as well too. But yeah, that was like a Young Justice team they yeah, interviewed exactly. They, yeah. they they featured at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. It was like oh, this is like some old and the actors kind of played you know some of the voices as well too, which is yeah, really cool. They're all reprised, right? Right, like Wally and Speedy and everything. Um, the only difference is is that they skip five years later, and then you end up seeing these characters on a team already. But Dick Grayson Longer is the leader of that team. And because of that, you have the introduction not just there, but also from Justice League versus Teen Titans as well, too, where you can introduce to the team for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that carry carries over to the current series that just came out just recently, which is the Judas Contract, where now you have the dynamic of them fighting against another obstacle, which is not the Justice League, but something totally different, which will be, in, uh, uh, how can I put it? A double agent in their mix, you sure. Know, you know, and also uh, this character named Brother Blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's an unusual name for you know a villain. I will say, it, but Deathstroke sounds cooler to me, honestly. But. Trying to pass off as yeah. like a real religious yeah. zealot that yeah. needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> and um, and another thing too, like I feel like this is probably a, a better version. I think a brother, a brother Blood that I've seen. Uh, if you are familiar with the Arrowverse. Because I believe he was on. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was dumb. Yeah, yeah. There. I, I mean, that was when. Was that season that was a, three? Uh, two, I believe. So that was season two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still, though. I know, right? Season two Basically was Basically just good. a scarecrow stand yeah. in. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, pretty much. But, but um, I will say I, I really did enjoy it a lot for the most part because I feel like it kind of felt Young Justice like, but not too much like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because. Um, because the guy who did do that series also did, you know, other DC animation directed DVD, you know, movies as well too. But I feel like this is probably the strongest one that I've seen sure. come out to date, uh, honestly, because of that. But all right, I didn't hate it at all that much actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it beat the negative. Great. Yeah. So bottom of like the rest of that one, Mike was like the middle. I'm like kind <laughs> falling, falling apart. All yeah. right. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the money stats. We had a production budget of three point five million. Mm. How many people bought this DVD, Skyler? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> As a setup, because yeah. <laughs> we never oh. know who the fuck releases DVD stats nowadays. Mm. I know, right? They that the only DVD the stats I ever see is like, <laughs> hey, we sold a hundred million copies after so and so many months it's like great no one cares anymore yeah it's it's at the digital era is taking over who cares but 3.5 mil it's a fine budget and, for this movie and i know they got five dollars from me so i could rent this so there you go bravo artist sales it, it, really, definitely, it definitely has five dollars in the bank artist sales really hard to find for most direct 
um, physical copies sometimes for movies that come out? Or I mean, if you really hunt it down, you might be able to find it in a public record somewhere by the company. Okay. Because uh, like, there's no reason to hide that information. Yeah. But there's also no reason to flaunt it. Mm. People want to flaunt their box office uh, stuff because it gets you a rank. Yeah. Like, it... most profitable movie of, like, I made this much money over the weekend, so everybody loves it. Come right. go see our movie. Right, right. With DVDs, it's like... At this point, so many people don't buy a DVD and like they buy digitally and that's a completely different recorded uh, set of sales yeah. that's intermixed with a bunch of different other factors that it's <laughs> just – you wouldn't get a clear stat of what you're looking at. Um, and 1.2 million flustered – 1.2 million flustered parents bought this mistakenly for their four-year-old. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then, like, you can, yeah, you can refund a DVD. So, like, what is that? That I guess I don't know exactly how retail chains work, but, like, this, that money, I guess, comes out of the retail chain uh, in that case. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to comic books. So let's talk a little bit about this Judas Contract story, all right? So it's a four-part story. Uh, that the new Teen Titans, uh, numbers number 42 through 44, and then Tales of the Teen Titans annual number three, because split the books. Got it. 1984 with Marv Wolfman and George Perez on the team. Uh, in, the mo- in, the, in the book, you saw Cyber- Cyborg and Wonder Girl uh, being a bigger part of the team, or being on the team, actually, with them being replaced in the movie by Blue Beetle, uh, who is very analogous and does exactly almost what Cyborg does in the book, and then Damian Wayne, which does something completely different than Wonder Girl does. Uh, but Wonder Girl shows up at the very end, um, which is kind of interesting because they're not using the Cassie Sandsmark version they've been using before. They want to go full Donna Troy, and it's like, where are you going to go with this? Um, uh the book is, you know, it's 1980s mucked up cheese. Marv Wolfman's kind of a, a lot of the book is exhibitory, exhibitory, expose, expository. I had a stroke earlier. <laughs> um, oh, it must have been a Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so they, you know, they 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 changed it. They reformatted it to fit their continuity better, and that's okay because they. They kept a lot of the story the same. Uh, they meshed things together and compressed things so that the storyline uh, moved quicker, which is always a – I always applaud that move uh, in my eyes because Brother Blood was not involved in the actual Judas Contract. He was involved in a story arc right before that, but it does mesh well together when you put the two um, and you can find a way to amalgamize them. Uh, like instead of having Hive and Brother Blood separate, you just make them one thing. Um, no mention of the Grant Wilson contract, which was like Slade's entire motivation for hunting down the Teen Titans because his son took a contract to kill them and he died. So then Slade inherited that contract uh, and now he is devoted to killing the Teen Titans, which he's been doing for like years. Um <laughs> And uh, so instead, they were just like, nah, this is revenge because Damian Wayne fucked up my plans and son of Batman. And I was like, ah, that's weak. That's weak shit. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really, there's, like, if you want to know all the different differences and nuances, um, they made a list of it on Wikipedia. And I'm like, ah, preach. Uh, Good job. (laughs) Because normally I'm like, I'd do that. (laughs) But then they just go, someone, some nerd already went ahead and made an entire list of all the differences. And I was like, oh, great. 
you can just Someone read that. understands me. Because <laughs> it's like, it's good or bad. You know, you look at it and they're not, it's not like, oh, they deviated from the comic. They're trash. It's like, you do what you can to meld with the new media. Uh, moving on to characters. We had a Tracy 13 hinted at in the film. She's the, um, the volunteer worker that uh, signs Blue Beetle up. And sort of like the hint at a romantic relationship <laughs> as much as they can. God, I love comic books. It's like, ah, I met a pretty woman. And one one character literally goes, and there it is. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's destined. As soon as a character that is feeling a little lovesick meets a pretty woman, it's like, you're going to end up with that chick. Good job. It's like, <laughs> so, so I love the, like, the small about, so, the teeniest amounts of self-awareness. Ah, and there it is. <laughs> like, he got her, he got his. Uh, <laughs> um. Um, so uh, she's actually a, like a magic wielder in the book and does have a relationship with Jaime Reyes, uh, but is rebooted in the new DC Rebirth set to be a lesbian because they're doing that a lot lately. Yeah. What do you guys think uh, about diversity. that? Actually? Yeah. Yeah. I, I talk about a lot, you know, at Comic Book Club sometimes when Michael is there, but the diverse and everything. And sometimes, you know, it's not like we get into arguments like that. It's just, you know, it's a good conversation, you know, just talking about it, you know, and and just kind of, I guess collaborating with ideas really and and just collaborating with you know thoughts of let's say like marvel recently their vp how they made that um that bullshit comment about how they think diversity is not helping their sales well, back in the day yeah but, but i'm just saying like compared to this you know obviously yeah well that's this is such a such a minor thing right and, and also it's not it's not diversity it's not either yeah. this it always comes down to is the writing good i know is that right <laughs> is, is the that art good? is the art good with the writing yeah like uh, own your own shit obviously yeah, yeah. it is is because <laughs> that's all it takes mm-hmm. like i don't i don't relate at all to the miss marvel story no no of being uh in you know a uh, second descent air uh, uh muslim 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 yeah, yeah muslim american yeah and but at the same time, I'm reading this, going, man, this is some fascinating stuff. I'm loving this. But you could write a black character that I'd go, wow, this is trash. Yeah, I hate this. Yeah, Mo- mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I've have not read a lot of issues where, because I'm like I said, I'm still new to reading comics. Obviously, like only in the last year or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried reading the Cyborg from DC Universe Rebirth. And, oh, yeah. Um, it was a little hard for me to get into, but I need to get back into it to try to get, you know what I mean? And just Do you feel like you need to? Um, Do you feel like you... That's what I thought about, too, as well, at first. <laughs> like, I need because it's a black character, but no. Um, he's actually part of the Justice League. He's a main character because of that. Okay. You know, but if it had been, like, let's say, Hell Jordan and and, Hel- and John Stewart, that definitely would have jumped on board on that sooner than Cyborg, for sure. Mm, okay. Just because I'm, I'm more a fan of John Stewart than, you know, uh, Cyborg. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next character introduced in this film, Kevin Smith, uh, premiered in Red Bank, New Jersey, 1970, created by Grace and Dave uh, Donald Smith, uh, famous for uh, Clerks, 1992, um, a few hits after that, but not really hits, more so like cult favorites, and you know, uh, a lot of not cult favorites uh, and, not favorites in and, general uh, developed kind of a cult family uh following and uh well family too i guess and uh is a very active uh podcast presence um this is uh where the movie got a fuck you from me in italics ah wonderful thank you skylar for adding You're that welcome. <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> in case it wasn't clear before did you did uh, you did you like how i read kevin smith as if you were a comic book character <laughs> i i very much appreciated that while at the same time wishing 
that Grace and Donald Smith had never put this onto the world. Oh, you're such a dick. Oh my God. He's a nice dude. <laughs> he doesn't, no, he's not. He doesn't wish ill upon anyone. Come now. Uh, he's he's just, a big fucking baby. <laughs> Who cares if he's a baby? He's his own person. Let him be a baby. Just don't listen. Uh, God damn. <laughs> he's, dude, but, very, see, he's on like five podcasts a week. It's pretty crazy. About two of those are enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> now, now here's listen? the thing. I don't want to listen, but when I turn on fucking this or lego batman 3 and he shows up i'm like fuck you oh gosh <laughs> you have nothing you to do with fine. this you are so fine even lego batman yeah. 3 yeah even lego batman he is. 3 he's a, he's a player playable character in that wow <laughs> i'm glad i don't play that shit <laughs> I, I mean, well like, said yeah I, I used to work at a game so like i don't know how this stuff sells yeah you need the legal stuff but it's just pop along adults and kids but oh well whatever good job <laughs> play it with your kids and have fun it's a family game exactly all right, so let's uh, move past Kevin Smith then. That's an argument for another time, I guess. Uh, <laughs> as Skylar stews in resentment for a person he never met. Uh, let's go next to Bumblebee, uh, premiered in Teen Titans number 45, 1966. Bob Rosakis, I'm guessing. Rosakis? Uh, Rosakis? Rosakis? I'm going to stick with Rosakis. All right. Uh, Karen Beecher is a uh, talented young scientist that developed a outfit 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 that would allow her to shrink to 6 inches tall. Her first use of this invention was to attack the Teen Titans mm. and almost oh. defeat them in a play ploy to make her boyfriend Mal Duncan aka Guardian at the time look good. Uh <laughs> After dispelling the ruse, she is invited on the team and is a founding member of the Teen Titans West, which, I mean, beat up the team. Hey, you want to come join us? Real great. <laughs> Good initiation, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't do it as like a villain. She just did it kind of like a playful thing. Like, I can kick all your asses. Mm. But at the same time, like, oh, no, Guardian beat me. Uh, you must admit him to your team. So she's just doing a favor for her boyfriend. Um, which be her own woman, Karen. And she eventually was. Mm -hmm. uh, for a while, she became uh, stuck in her six-inch-sized form and was forced to take medicine made by Doom Patrol's Dr. Niles Calder in order to prevent her heart from going into cardiac arrest. Uh, in the DC rebirth, she has just given birth to her and Mal's first child and freshly discovered that she can shoot energy beams out of her hands. Yeah. So... Bumblebee, everybody. So, like, the wasp. Yeah. Yes, yeah. She's wasp. Yeah. All right. But I mean, she's actually the first African-American yeah. character. Superhero, superhero, I believe. And, uh, yeah, female. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. First African-American female character yeah. on the DC side. Yeah. That's pretty cool, nice. actually. You know, but um, plus, legitimately, you know, not pandering over your head, obviously, about that. But, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, I was There's a bunch of other characters uh, in the movie, of course, but... All of them uh, premiered in either Justice League versus the Teen Titans or in Arrow, believe it or not. Like Brother Blood and Deathstroke were Arrow characters. And then an entire Teen Titans team we had seen before in um, Teen Titans versus Justice League, which I don't even think we're going to get to anytime soon because mm. fuck that movie. 
That had an even worse. I've heard such good things about it. That had an even worse Beast Boy mixed with pop culture montage, Mm -hmm. where he Uh instead of like selfies, at least selfies are like a current but terrible reference to make. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) they had him playing DDR, all right, in in Teen Titans, and I was like, who the fuck in America plays DDR anymore? I don't don't think there's any arcade. I remember 2004. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, So fond. Wait, that's a year after Teen Titans did come on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, I remember having those mats that just like would crinkle and then like, like you hit the button, you're like, fuck, it's not working. Fuck. Damn it. Damn it. I'm missing. Like I had a combo going. Son of a, like, and it's just like, this is so old. See, I'm glad I I did not jump in on that bad wagon growing up, but. Uh, Children. It was great with children. Yeah. Got to work out. All right, we'll move on to the final character who did actually premiere in this film, and that is Tara Markov, two, uh, Tara Markov, new Teen Titans, number 26, Mark Wolfman, George Perez, 1982. That's my birth year. (gasps) Oh. Yeah. Well, good to know you have it with a sociopathic character. Oh, whatever. (laughs) It's in the stars. Yeah. Tara Markov was the illegitimate child of the king of Markovia, a fictional DC universe, um, which made her the half-sister of DC hero Geoforce of Batman and the Outsiders, if that means anything to you, (laughs) which for most it doesn't. (laughs) She was subjected to scientific manipulation at a very young age. Uh, scientific experimentation, um, which would grant her powers of moving earthen-based objects. Hence, you know, the ground around her, because that's the greatest way to get your powers. Scientists figured it out. Uh, She developed Mm -hmm. sociopathic tendencies early in life, uh, and when she came into the States, she started a career as a hit woman, believing her powers made her vastly superior to the masses. This is how she ran into Deathstroke, and they stage a fight that would gain the trust and acceptance of the Teen Titans. Uh, This was the creator's intentions, by the way. In the book, however, instead of betrayal triggering her psychotic episode, um, like we saw in the movie, where Slade's like, well, I guess, you know, since I don't have Robin, you're just as good. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's cold, Slade. Cold. Cold motherfucker. Yeah. Um... This is a little bit different where, oh gosh, here we go. In the book, you can see that Slade's wife and second son, Joseph, were heavily involved in the story. Joseph, a.k.a. Jericho, uh, had the power to possess people with his soul self uh, while possessing his father to save the Teen Titans. In the book, he attacks Tara. This, of course, pisses her off. But when Jericho relinquishes hold and Tara sees how much Slade still loves his son, who has just re-entered the picture in nearly 20 years, by the way, Slade being the cause for his son's mutinous, um, Tara goes berserk over that, uh, um, realizing that she'll never have the level of love that uh, Slade has for his son. Oh, my God. She'll never achieve the level of love that she wants from Slade that he has for his son. Um, so therefore that she goes into a crazy psychotic, like, Oh my God, I don't need anyone. Oh, I hate all of you. I hate everyone. I'm going to kill everyone. And then, you know, you sort of know the rest of the story from there. You saw it in the movie. <laughs> now in this storyline, did they still have the thing between the two? That was, Oh yeah. Icky. The relationship you mean? Oh Yeah. Oh. 
Yes. Oh, like that was the big yeah. shocker of like even Perez mentioned and talked about how like he wanted to draw the character kind of squirrelish, you know, cute, big overbite, big eyes, uh, kind of like that cute tween figure. And then when you see her with Slade, you know, she's in that drooping gown and she's got makeup on and she's smoking a cigarette. Okay. And you're like, wow, this yeah. is a completely different character. And a bit disturbing, too. Yeah, right? like super disturbing. Yeah. Um no way in hell that should be acceptable (laughs) so you're like whoa damn yeah so like it was just a real big shock effect and 1984 was a big year for shocking comics very jarring for sure you had i mean mouse watchman dark Knight returns (laughs) judas contract all the same year teenage girl in a slip talking to a grown-ass middle-aged man (laughs) middle-aged that dude is like 60 yeah (laughs) everything you love is turning dark (laughs) yeah Okay, um, and that's what I have for comic books. Um, regarding that whole mob thing, I don't. Someone would have to correct me, but I don't think that uh, that you know mob attack definitely not saved by Deathstroke, but was a thing. I think they added that to the film uh, just to sort of give her a bit more humanizing and empathetic twist, um, and you know, making her sal- salvageable as a human instead of making her a strict sociopath because that's just really one dimensional and irredeemable. You already had two completely irredeemable, uh, like, two-dimensional villains in the movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Brother Blood and Slade. Right. So, well, you shouldn't have a third. So, that's why I say, no like, third. I think, that's why I think, like, this movie sort of, like, realized where its faults were and adjusted. And I went, wow, good job. There we go. I wonder, though, if they could have used her in a third film instead of the second film for Teen Titans and had Deathstroke be a villain but not use her just yet. Oh, well. He was already a villain in a previous DC animated movie. Yeah, um, the first Batman Son of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, therefore, it's like we don't want to overuse because we've got so many characters we can use. But they use Batman overuse them all the time. Well, that's Batman. (laughs) I know, right? That's different. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, you're using overuse. That's one overuse character. (laughs) Way different. Yeah, yeah. The heroes are different. You overuse the heroes as much as you want. The villains have to vary. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to music. Skylar, take it away. Okay, music for Teen Titans. The Judas Contract is done by Frederick Weidman. I thought we hadn't talked about him before, but it turns out he, along with doing the music to a bunch of straight-to-video horror movies, did the music to Justice League, Gods, and Monsters. Yeah. So, So the first clip I have brought up is in the middle of the uh, Damien and his first fight with Deathstroke. Um, well, I'll just let it speak for itself. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, uh, sort of when Tara enters the scene, I think. Right. Inside her, there's longing. This girl's an open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. That song takes me back playing Xbox original on Forza Motorsport and just driving around like like for fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, I, I think, yeah, this is one of Frederick uh, uh, Whiteham's most uh, racier pieces. Okay. Right. I mean, telling the uh, the story of a a teacher who 
is having um, thoughts and interests about one of his underage students. I don't know what that has to do with this movie, but uh, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's all very understated, right? It dropped the ruse. <laughs> yeah, what's no, this no. about? Okay, so I thought it was pretty um, pretty well fitting, you mm. know, um, that yeah. he would choose to use Sting in this film. <laughs> I was just surprised that Sting volunteered his services there. <laughs> That's right. He goes by Stung he's, he's, now. Stung. Stung Wilson. No. <laughs> he, uh, he could take time out of his busy schedule of playing the guitar shirtless in a river. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> you can't finish a joke, damn it. All right, so what is our next track? Our next track is uh, from... <sighs> Our next track is the Amber Alert that's going off yeah. on everyone's phone. Yeah, I just so. got that. Great. Uh, okay, so <laughs> our next track is one of the more quieter moments between Tara and Beast Boy on the beach. There's a theme. Does this all sound familiar to you guys? It sounds like a, a very close theme from a movie I just saw recently as well, too. I don't know. Um, is No, I should be able to figure this out. Hold on. No, no, fuck it. I'll have to Google it later. Dang it. All right. Uh, so she's only... I mean, I think she was 16 in the, the movie. So, like, that... That's just so, so this is this is this is, he's, this is just wrong. Yeah, he's fuck fucking stupid. Yeah, um, fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so I just um, gosh, I don't know what to say. I I, it, I feel I would respect it. What is going on? I have no idea, man. Oh my god, someone got kidnapped. Whatever. Is it the first Wednesday of the month? No. <laughs> No, it is not. <laughs> it's tor- tornado alarms. I don't know if that's a national thing or not. Well, but <laughs> I just want to say I have a smartwatch as well too, so it's going up at the same time. But my phone's not going up, and my watch was. So oh. it's weird. Ooh, yeah. Get your get your watch straight. I did. I should. I just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fucking off this podcast. <laughs> it was my first time. <laughs> All right, oh, so. Scott, do you have more to say about the the music or um, or whatever next tracks we have? No, I just I don't know. I was listening to the clips from this and it seemed pretty straightforward, but now it seems like it's just getting a little off base. Yeah, when you re-listen to it, you can understand like you really pick up on the different uh, experiments that he puts into the lyrics of these sort of background tracks. I I, just, I mean it's it's out there, but uh, it's definitely the uh, the biggest shakeup for the. DC animated universe music thus far. Mm-hmm. All right. And then finally, let's hear uh, probably the most moving uh, selection from the finale in uh, the Hive Complex. Yeah. 
got my pencil. Do you just really enjoy saying that? Is that why you wanted to include that part? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is no Ferris Biller, you guys. Just want to call that out right now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is no singing in the rain. No. No, no, no. no. Okay, so music by Frederick Reidman. Not available. Yeah, as of this <laughs> yeah. recording. Just a heads up: that OST also, has not been released. <laughs> if, you're, if you if you fucking bought any of this, <laughs> if, yeah, I mean, god damn it. Um, so sorry for leading you on there. It was good while it lasted. Yes, um, we got a decent but, uh, music section out of it, and you got to relive how many songs were about statutory rape in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> A, a, a little concerning, like at least equal levels of concerning as the creepy subplot in this movie. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> hooray. Hooray for skin crawling. Yeah. <laughs> Three cheers for uncomfortable adult themes. Woo. Hip, hip, huendos. Hip, hip, huendos. <laughs> touch, touch. Don't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> He's like three times your age. Yeah. Oh, don't look at her like direction. Five. <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, still, still shifted by that. Um, but, but you know, like even to this day, like there's, there's still going on, like that sort of teacher yet student. You know, um, what's, what's the latest pop song? I guess to date ourselves in this episode that deals uh, with an ins- a, a, a underaged relationship, um, teenage dream, uh, by Katy Perry. <laughs> Or um, I don't know if that's – I think that's two teenagers. Mm. So Yeah, it it never made any mention of the other party being older, so okay. – um, okay. I don't know. I don't know what you could say as a, as a, as a story of really ill repute. Yeah. Well, well, if you want to go with a pop song that's just pretty icky and hits all the wrong social notes, we can just go with Blurred Lines. Let's go with Blurred Lines, okay? Ah, well, I guess. Blurred Lines, there's that. Even though the writers of that have sort of refuted that. I mean, there's Whistle, which is about how to give blowjobs. Oh. Um, And then there's... uh, No, Side to Side would be the most recent, I would say. Because that's all about how Ariana Grande can't walk home straight because she got fucked so hard last night. She's a skinny little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, got sorry, me, woman. Got, got woman. Me, yeah, yeah, got me walking side to side. Yeah. Um, been there all night. Been there all day. Now you got me walking side to side. All right. All right. So uh, to date ourselves with that. So in about two years, if you ever listen to the show again, that'll be like, wow, I don't remember that fucking song. Mm-hmm. Good. So I take it we are finished with the music. Yes, the fact that we had a music section to begin with was a miracle. <laughs> oh, no. There's always, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, if if the uh, soundtrack to this actually does ever get released, there's some good stuff from the actual finale. Yeah, but. no, there's, I was very impressed with the actual music when I was listening to it. And I was very, I was actually like, man, we're going to have a good music section this time. Yeah. We're going to have a good music gonna section. Fucking, like, especially since Bad Blood kind of sucked. I was like, oh, yes, finally. Um, a DC animated movie with like good music tracks that like drive the plot. Uh, that especially when like they open up to the hive, um, and you see that ridiculous machine. Um, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. But at the same Just time, nice. they open it up and there's Deathstroke, Brother Blood, and the confetti coming down, and the and the Teen Titans, you know, 
strapped up on this machine. You don't know how they're going to get out of it outside of Dick Grayson's going to show up. But um, <laughs> but you're like, man, like there's a little bit of majesty in that track that adds to it. Like You can really get a feel for the awe of this moment. A little bit. It's animated, so it's a bit of a stretch. Okay. Yes, but where did the Robert J. Crawl wub-wubs come in? <laughs> crawl! They were... Crawl! Crawl! They were, they were just no wub-wubs to be found. No wub-wubs. I'm good on the wub-wubs. Thank Carl. you. All right. Carl! Uh, <laughs> Carl! <laughs> All right, Isaiah, do you, do you happen to have a, a fun fact section or anything to uh, roll with today? Um, I'm asking if you have... Uh, I guess I didn't ask before if you had anything prepped. No, it's all right. Um... I did not, but I, I tried my best to look around. Oh, sure. yeah. But uh, I think the fun facts I think I enjoyed most was like finding out the history of, of who has been the new two Titans and obviously and um, the ones who are no longer on the team. But I do find it interesting that <clears throat> uh, that they can't have a full team, like a full roster, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, like other comic books will do and some will not do. You know, uh, JL has, like, let's say, a, the, the main seven, obviously, right? Sure, with it, a little bit of variation here right, and there. Right, right. And with the Teen Titans, like, they have, like, maybe the main six, I think, or is it a little bit more? Teen Titans, there's, like, two teams. Right. Right? There's the original team, which of the oldies you know of Robin, yeah. uh, Speedy, uh, Kid Flash, Aqualad, and Wonder Girl. Right, right. That's, like, the originals. Okay. But, like, everybody of this generation knows Robin, uh, maybe Nightwing at this point. Yep. Um, Beast Boy, Cyborg, Raven, Starfire. Right. Um, so now they just sort of modified it and they had Damien and um, they they moved they upgraded Cyborg to Justice League. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. they needed to put a black guy in there and they didn't want to use John Stewart. Man, those minorities made it get so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I will say like for me, I wish. Well, okay, let me put it this way. Right now, I'm currently uh, been enjoying uh, the current DC Reverse. I'm sorry, let me repeat that. <clears throat> Current DC Universe rebirth of Teen Titans, and then there's Titans. Yeah. So, like, what's going on with that, and this could be a fun fact for you guys, too, is that there's two different teams. The difference is the Teen Titans are obviously younger, and the Titans are older, like the yes. early 20s at least, right? Sure. So it makes sense. But with that being the case, you have two Kid Flashes, though. Well, I mean, they're oh, two different Kid Flashes, aren't right, they? Right, right, right. Exactly my point. One's Wally and yeah. one's Bart? Um, No, they're both Wally. They're both Wally? I think, yeah. But, I have, but my point is, is that... One is from like the Flashpoint in a way. Oh goodness! Right, you're getting far into that. If that... I'm, not, I'm not saying Flashpoint. Like I'm on top of that. I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, this is where this Flashpoint is from, and he's come back. It reconnects with the team in the first issue, I believe. Sure. And, um, Titans uh, Rebirth, basically. Uh huh. So that carries on from that. And then you got just a kid Flash who's already existing in this universe. Who happens to be a young black kid? Yes. Yeah. Right. Cool. Iris West's uh, cousin or brother, half brother, uh, half nephew, brother, nephew, nephew. Yeah. Iris West's nephew. Yeah. Oh, I suppose they didn't make him. Okay, they're kind of melding it with the Flash TV right. show. Exactly. Right. Not fully. No. Um, and that's okay because like I enjoy you know the TV show as well too. Mm-hmm. I watch my girlfriend everything too, which a lot of people you know may not do or do. But sure, make sure to get that on record that you have a girlfriend. Well, I, well, I mean. <laughs> I'm saying it because, like, I'm just fucking with you. I know, but like, that's the thing about like getting into comics. Like, there are more somewhat viewers of, or in this case, readers who are now not just men, are also some of women as well too. Mm-hmm. And like, they're getting because they enjoy the show as you know, as another construct or a medium to join the team like this. And that's pretty interesting because like you're using a medium that is basically episodic, like a comic book, mm-hmm. but it's a shorter, you know. Uh, platform for storytelling obviously so 
So we got these nice little animated movies that are not for children. No, they're not. Jesus Christ. Go read the teenage version of, yeah. <laughs> of comic books. And Even stuff. a lot of the comic books aren't for children. Yeah. Um, like, I can't, like, <laughs> I tried to make a, a, a work at the, the elementary school, and I tried to, like, hand out some of my books. Yep. And then, no. like, they come back to me and, like, this one has a bad word in it. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, it's just damn. It's all it is. Uh, but yeah. like to like a to like an eight year old, like they're not allowed to say that in the house. Right, right. Um so I'm like, ah oh, shit. Like these are Ah uh, uh, damn. It's weird yeah. too, isn't it? Like how I remember having that growing up too, but like it feels so ancient nowadays. Like you're you're we're so far ahead into where they're, they're only young kids still yet. It, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, as you were saying though, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> So that's uh, another, I guess, back to Teen Titans Jewish contract. That's what we're talking about, sure. right? Uh, fun fact. So you saw a small cameo of Jericho in the beginning of the film when Brother Blood was testing his device. And, you know, they got that dude to throw a crowbar at his face. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's supposedly Slade Wilson's son, which is really a weird place to put him mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. And then, like, there was a mid credit scene where he, like, wake, like, his eyes open. Uh, he survived that gunshot to the head. Uh, you mean an end credit scene or a mid credit scene? Mid credit scene, whatever. Okay. Um, and I'm like, ah, right. what will be the next Teen Titans movie? It'll be about Trigon. Ooh. And I didn't know that was Jericho, actually, to be honest with you. I, didn't, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jericho's kind of a lesser-known character, and he dresses ridiculously. Oh, that makes me not <laughs> want to watch it. But that, so does everyone, if you look at it. Um, gosh, when I read the book, too, like, Brother Blood... Uh, is like fighting to be, oh gosh, to like, uh, he's like televised in the book and he woos like a televised, uh, television audience into believing everything he says. Oh yeah. But at the same point, like this is a dude wearing a skull on his head and calling mm. himself brother blood. Mm. Like what the fuck? <laughs> how so can, benevolent. how charismatic can this asshole be when you have that much imagery of just like fuck I should not be near this crazy cuckoo head no this malevolent I'm getting a big death vibe from this yeah I'm getting a big cult Uh, is your middle name L. Ron Hubbard Uh, just shit like that Are you brother Elron Hubbard? Ha-ha! <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Uh, you, oh, no, you'd be Elder Elron Hubbard. My bad. Oh, yeah, because he's immortal, too, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we were around for 600 years. <laughs> um, also, how did you like the fact that they, uh, they they strung up a black guy in this movie? Um, did they? <laughs> the reporter. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but I, I mean, it didn't really hurt my feelings, obviously. But <laughs> also, bad luck for him. You were like, we were like, we were like oh, bold move. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I guess that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been. My, my black guy's never been there for, for, for sure. But oh, that's but, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to run when I see shit coming at me. Unlike being a reporter. Um, to be honest, I didn't feel like, you know, it was like discouraging until Regina was a minority. Obviously. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I was just making yeah. a dumb joke. Oh, sorry. I think you do it quite you're a lot. The first, yeah. You're the first African American gentleman of any or, or or female. I don't know who what you'd like. I'm transgender, uh, actually, yeah, if yeah. you don't know that, uh, motherfucker. See, that's why I don't assume anyone's gender. <laughs> uh, hey, do you want to see it? <laughs> oh, that's too I much. Did, I didn't ask. No, you didn't. I'm just Goodness, willing to be nice. All right. Well, if I ask later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't not, say not that. Not now. We're on the air. I know that, right? Goodness. Um, so, so that's why that, that's why I'm given such terrible jokes because before that, if you were to take a nice little um, uh, chart, yeah, and chart out all the people who have been on this show mm-hmm. uh, by color, um, it's, a, it's very like a zero. You would get uh, every single color in the rainbow put together. 
Hold on, what? That equals white. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> so, you tell me it's the same color as the table I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yes. So, so, yes, everybody who has been on here, oh, white guys. So, uh, so if you see a racer, if anybody doesn't want to know what a, table, a white table looks like, you just put your eraser on it and just make a black streak on it. That's probably me right there. Yeah, snowy day in Minnesota. Yeah, snowy day. Don't call it black ice, you guys. Just don't do that. You might piss someone else off, but... Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. All right. So we're not going to make that a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. That'll that'll do it today, though, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. That's going to wrap it up. Today, super fans, you can ignore that entire last five minutes. <laughs> uh, super Movie Studies is recorded and produced. You just talk right. about the iTunes. Oh, it's yes, really yes. It. It's my turn. Talk about the iTunes stuff. Rate, subscribe, and be there for it on Monday, you guys. That's right. New episodes every Monday. And while you're at it, sh- check out our Twitter feed at Super M Studies. Twitter Tom is doing his thing over oh there. My God, Twitter has he question- had a second kid yet? I swear. Oh, that's right. That's a thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, what kind of flavor ice cream do I want? <laughs> Does Dexter need to go outside? <laughs> Found a flea on that poor guy yesterday. Oh, poor anyway, Dexter. Poor doopy. Anyway, Twitter question of the week with a somewhat inevitable third Teen Titans animated film coming out. What annoying, dated, stupid social media thing is, or tech thing is Beast Boy going to do in this third movie? Yes, will it be... Okay, so we've already gone through selfies. Mm-hmm. We've already gone through DDR, which, wow, I would have dipped. Wow, that's too low. Right. So it's hard to get even lower and dumber than that. Um, Is he going to dab? Uh, Is he going to do ooh, dabbing? Dab, that's a good one. Oh, man. I would yeah. love it if he did a full Soldier Boy. Uh, that would have been oh, yeah. phenomenal. Uh, also take karaoke of Don't Stop Believing, um, just ooh, to go I've... full cliche. Yep. Ah, damn. Um... God, he's already he's been on Kevin Smith's podcast too. Like yeah. that would have been my but, next fucking choice. No, Chris Hardwick's gonna show up and we'll have actually have like an entertaining podcast character. Oh no, no. Chris Hardwick can't do that. He's not signed to Warner Brothers. It's gonna be Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Yay! Conan's already been on a DC animated movie. He was on Killing Joke, wasn't he? He was, and he was also the voice of the Riddler in Lego Batman. See, this is what I mean. So Conan, fine. All right. No, uh, no, 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 no. He's going to meet Ben Affleck, the actor. Uh, and it's going to be a real weird meta experience. Interest. Okay. Yeah, yeah that sounds and they're crazy. Gonna, and they're going to crack a Daredevil joke. <laughs> there we oh. go. Just don't, have, don't have Kevin Smith walking. He starts calling dick jokes, whatever. Yeah. He says a lot. Fi- yeah, find something yeah. better, fans. Yeah. All right? I dare you. I Twitter challenge dare you. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one out there so no one else takes it. He accidentally sexed, sexed Wonder Girl. <laughs> Beast Boy yeah. does? He sends a dick pic to Wonder Girl. Yeah, what creature? Like a walrus <gasps> dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we saw Tusk? <laughs> Oh my god, I've not seen that. Oh, oh not like every time you mention Kevin Smith, you bring it up, Skyler. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that. Oh shit, fuck that movie. All right, uh, th- uh, that's it today. Um, I'm your host, Michael Maurer. James Skyler Hatzma. Isaiah Evans. And I hope you all have a super week. See you guys later. I'm going to find that shitty pop song and play it right now. <laughs> <laughs>